Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, is that a crossbow in your pants? Are you just happy to see me? There were five Highlanders. We were told there could be only one. HBO doesn't care if you fall asleep. Flush the floater. <laughs> Uppity French turd monkey. Hork and matcha in the morning. You say Lambert. I say Lambert. Put your moist trousers on the chaise long. I'm glad you had to say it. <laughs> Nobody wants a soggy Dorito. Neil Gaiman, smooth and convincing with Amy. Huffing Doritos with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. George Cooper is a scientist. He's putting in the electronic brain at the research center. Well, say, he doesn't have any small portable brains for sale, does he? Could sure use one in chemistry. <laughs> I'm about to go down to Taco Bell and give me a blast. The Morning Stream. Rambling goes in, podcast comes out. You can't explain that. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. And today, my guest co-host is the returning, the triumphant TV's Travis. Travis, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me back. Heck yeah, man. Like, look, you were great last time. Why wouldn't we try this again? You know, just to see, because what if it what if it was a fluke? What if it was just a one off? We got lucky. You know, he seemed to do well, but who knows? Maybe today will be shit, but I don't think so. I think you're going to be great. <laughs> well, I guess uh, now now I don't have any pressure whatsoever, so that's good. Uh, sorry, I've been. I know that I'm I am way over caffeinated. Somebody sent me these little um, I don't even know what to call them. There's these okay, so they're these little uh, chi matcha chi uh, bottle caplet things you put in the fridge. They're supposed to be cold. You take them out, you shake them up because there's like a little sediment down there, but it's full of like matcha caffeine, matcha, matcha tea caffeine in them. And uh, I hork one of those down once in a while just to kind of give me a little morning focus or whatever because I slept like crap last night. Too many dreams, kept waking up, that sort of thing. Maybe too much matcha tea caffeine. But anyway, <laughs> hork that down, get on the show, and now I'm just full of piss and vinegar, man. Just ready to rock. Mm. So feel feel happy you showed up today, I guess, because uh, I've, yeah. I've, I've got a lot to say. Uh, it's been since last fall, so it's good to have you back. We got a lot to talk about today. I thought it would be fun to begin the uh, proceedings today, messing with you a little. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you may know or may not know, Travis is a huge fan of Highlander, both the the, the movies, the lore, and uh, the TV series, and has a, a show about it and all this kind of stuff. Yes, I do. I wanted to test your actual. Not not. This isn't like a quiz, but there's some really interesting facts about that about that series, about those films, about all that that you may or may not know. So you tell me if these are new to you okay. or not, and I'll share them. And then hopefully the uh, the chat and those at home will enjoy this. Uh, for example, here's one. How about this? The script began as a college kid's senior thesis. Did you know that? Yep. Oh, yeah, see, I did, of course actually. you Greg, did. Greg Wyden. Yeah, he he wrote that when he was at. 
USC Film School, I believe. You are correct. Um, uh, oh, US, uh, UCLA, but close. UCLA. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always get those mixed up, so never feel bad about that. Uh, he was a student in 82, uh, right? It was asked to write a feature-length screenplay in his final project, and uh, this was all just to pass his theater arts class. And uh, mm-hmm. he ended up winning a prize for his deal, and the script got sold, and boom, the rest is history. Highlander. Yeah. There only only one shall pass. Nope, that's not the pr- a thing. <laughs> only. <Close enough>. <laughs> I can hear Gandalf yelling, only one shall pass now, as Anakin Skywalker took the final blow. All right. Oh. I want to see that. I mean, that's a, not a bad combo, right? It's a fun little mashup we could watch. Uh, here's another uh, Here's another fun fact about that film. Okay. The role uh, originally, and you probably, this seems like one you'd know. In fact, I'll let you tell me if you know this. Who was the role originally offered to before it went to, what's his beak? Uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. <laughs> the guy who was uh, the Highlander. Uh, I, uh, Christoph Lambert. Yeah, him. Who, who do you think got it before he did? Or who was going to get it? Oh, I've heard a few names. I mean, I want to throw out uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sly Stallone, um, you know, all the 80s action people, because yeah. that's what IMDb trivia would have for you. <laughs> totally. Um, would. Yeah. But I, I can't remember a specific name now. Well, the answer is uh, Kurt Russell was originally offered the role. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. that was because of all his right. turns on uh, at the time. It would have been Escape from New York and the thing were kind of still uh, hot and heavy in people's minds. And yeah. uh, the director met with him. Uh, he seemed ready and excited to take on the role, uh, and then his then ex or his then girlfriend Goldie Hawn talked him out of it. I'm sure he doesn't hold that against her at all. No, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has many regrets about not being the one. <laughs> um, it would have been a very different movie. With I think him, so too. Yeah, like I don't. Him th- and Lambert's not like Mister Fancy. Is it Lambert or Lambert? By the way. I, I go with both. Okay. I, I, I vacillate between the two because he was, I mean, he's French. I think Belgian was his Belgian, father, yeah. but he was born in the States. Oh, I didn't know that. So, Is that why his accent's so broken up and weird? Because it's kind of all over the place. It's not full like Belgian French, but it's kind of half that and half like. There's some of dude. that. I mean, he moved. I think they moved away from the U.S. when he was like three. And okay. um, so then he grew up in Europe. Gotcha. But he didn't speak fluent English until I want to say he had done the Tarzan movie mm. that he did. Oh, Greystoke, uh, the legend of Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a bad movie. But <laughs> I mean, and, whatever. And ac- I mean, his accent in Highlander was kind of specifically supposed to sound like he could be from anywhere. Like yeah. it wasn't supposed to. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's just the way he talks. Now. Yeah. That's so. just that guy. Sure. Yep. Um, I'm trying to imagine what life would have been like if Raiden had had that role. I call him Raiden because that's what I think of. He's Lord Raiden. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well done. How about this one? Um, okay. Oh, apparently he was super dangerous with a sword because he's myopic. Did you know that? Yes, I did hear that. <laughs> he just he can't see at all. Yeah. So has to wear glasses but- or else if they're off and they always are when he's filming, he's swinging mm-hmm. that thing around and really can't see what's in front of him. So watch out. Christopher Lambert's got a got a gun. No, a knife. and it's not like it's, it's not like Highlander is the only movie he's ever done where he's swinging a sword around either. He, uh, he tended to do a lot of those kinds of movies for a while. I feel like he so, got. I wouldn't call him typecast per se, but there was a time where, well, did he ever really break out of that? It's not like you ever saw romantic comedies with him in it, right? No, he was always doing kind of the um, kind of those action 
B movie action is is what I think of. What's he do? Uh, oh, fortress. Some, some, yeah, for, oh, um, fortress, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. Fortress. Was, didn't he do one called like Adrenaline? He had a lot of single word titles <laughs> for movies that he was in. Yeah, Drive was one. Drive. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think it was Drive or he, Driver. Yeah, for a while he he may he may have had like the lock on the single names while um, Steven Seagal had the lock on like something of something. You know, for oh, yeah. words like killer or no, uh, uh, de- de- death of silence or uh, yeah, march for death, march for death Ab- above the law, <laughs> above the law. Um, There's a real one. So no, you, so you had you had Lambert was single word, Seagal was was something of or something the, and then Van Damme was all two word, knock off, gotcha, uh, sudden death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, when I was in high school, we messed around and made a movie where we took two um, John Claude Van Damme movie titles. Yeah. And we mashed them together. Yeah. And so we made Maximum Impact. That's fantastic. It was maximum Risk and Sudden Impact. That's amazing. That's And it's basically the same movie, even if you combine yeah. them. They're not really that different. <laughs> Time Cop's the only one that's really unique in that entire pantheon of films. Uh, uh, here's the thing I was going to say about that, and I forgot what it was. Oh, do you still have that? Like, Do you hang on to things you made when you were like in high school, like movies and videotape and stuff? There's a few of the things that we used to do floating around on YouTube. Um, the guy who was kind of our de facto director uh, yeah. put up some of our old stuff. Uh, the high school stuff, I think there's only one left. It was a movie we made when I was like 16 mm. um, called Runner. Oh, oh fun. I like uh, it. And that was that was fun. That's floating around somewhere on YouTube. I'll have to see if I can dig that back up. But a lot of that got lost to uh, VHS tapes and moves. He might still have them, though. He was he's a bit of a hoarder. So you he said might have them in his basement. Somewhere. You mentioned runner and you mentioned uh, floating, floating around like this type that video may be floating around. That reminded mm-hmm. me of runaway and uh, those things he called floaters. And he'd send in a floater. Do you remember this movie? With oh, the- wow. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> it was it was Magnum P.I. versus uh, uh, Kiss's uh, Gene Simmons was the bad guy. <laughs> and uh, yes. it's called Runaway. And he had a bunch of little robots that crawled around. But also he had these things he called floaters. And he was like a future detective. And he'd be like, all right, well, we got to send in a floater to, to see what's going on in there. Kind of like a bomb robot kind of sort of thing. Oh, Man, boy. That I, movie. I'll find that and watch it again. That movie is shite. <laughs> it's not good, but I loved it when I was younger. I think I saw that in high school, and then uh, we did a film sack on it, and I'll just never forget. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Magnum P.I. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Freaking. Uh, why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? What's wrong with me? Oh, my gosh. Chat room. Tom Selleck. Jeez Louises. Tom's- All I could think of was Thomas Magnum, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's not his actual name. I don't know why I do that? Tom Just, Selleck. It's a weird, weird name to not remember. My mom loved him, and kind of was weird about him, if, you're, if I'm honest. Uh, all right, let's move on to this. Uh, Sean Connery only filmed for seven days, and then was out of there. That makes sense, though. You know, like he's not. He he wasn't quite the the James Bond level star he had been. His resurgence hadn't happened again yet. So he was doing these kind of crappy roles, but he was still a guy you couldn't get for three months on set. He kind of came in, got out, and that was as good as you got. No, and in fact, uh, another fun fact about him on that movie is he does the voiceover at the beginning of it. Yeah. Was recorded in the bathroom of his uh, home in Spain. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. It had this like echoey effect and they just left it. Yeah, why not? Why not? You're shitty. It's a shit movie. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? It's like they they were less worried about it then. Uh, let's see uh, a couple more of these. 
the sword sparks came from a car battery. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so they would have a car battery and they would run the wires down their sleeves. Mm. And so they like for any of those shots, they'd have to haul this car battery in like a cart and set it out of frame so they could hit, which I, I can't imagine doing that because I don't want a car battery like lead running up my arm mm. past my hand. Mm. And no, uh, nope, no thanks. <laughs> Uh, all right, this one's good. Connery had a no bond rule on set. It says here Virginia Madsen had the misfortune of being cast as McLeod's loves interest in the sequel. That, that second movie is really bad. Um, when she was hired, she was told that the returning Sean Connery uh, had instituted a written policy and demanded no one ever speak to him about James Bond. Anyone who did would be fired on the spot. Madsen thought it was ridiculous. She told the Onion AV Club the first day that uh, Sean came to work, I went up and said, hey, oh my, uh, OMG, I love James Bond. And he turned around uh, with a big smile and hugged me. So apparently it was okay if the ladies did it, you know, hubba hubba. I mean, that that seems on brand for Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) He had a a little reputation. That's fine. Whatever. That second movie is rough. Yeah. Although still not the worst. Oh, hold on now. Let's, I'm sorry. What do you, okay. (laughs) Are we looking at the the Mario Van Peoples thing or what do we, what do you think's worse? Oh no the the worst one is the there's there's five by the way there are five Highlander films yeah uh, and the fifth one is by far and away the worst <laughs> is it way though who's did, did he come back for that Lambert and everybody no uh, they have it's Adrian Paul um, oh, from the series from the series it's okay set, yeah the, it's worse because while there are a couple of moments in it that I actually very much like um, the movie itself feels like. It was made by people who hate the Highlander lore. Oh, okay. All right. And it was, um, oh, what's his name? Brett Leonard directed it. The guy that did Man Thing. Ooh. I don't know if you remember a, seeing that. Yeah, that's a real get. Eesh. And man, it was man, it was originally supposed to be a uh, theatrical release, and then it was going to go direct to video. It ended up going direct to Sci-Fi Channel. Oh. It debuted on the Sci-Fi Channel in like 2007, I think. Nice. And it's it's not good. It's where it belonged very, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. I will avoid that one uh, like the <laughs> yes, plague that it is. Uh, and then finally, this one feels like it's aimed at you. The TV series was an early internet sensation. Um, the series was in syndication from 92 to 98 and often slotted in late night or weekday afternoon time slots. Didn't Wasn't huge. Uh, but anyway, the, the series grew into a cult hit. Several active discussion groups and hundreds of web pages were devoted to the show on the early internet. And even today, guys like TV's Travis making a show about it. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, that I did know that because the the show introduced the character, the characters of the Watchers, which uh-huh. were just normal people that observed and knew about Immortals, but they never did anything. They just sat back and watched and recorded everything for history. Yeah. And so that sort of fed into kind of internet chat boards and you have like websites of watchers and stuff. And it was, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It definitely became kind of a cult classic. Yeah. People are into it. If you have never seen it, everybody, I think you can get this on a couple streaming services, right? It's just out there. I know. Yeah. I know, uh, IMDB TV, their free tier, mm-hmm. um, has ad supported and the ads are like 30 seconds, twice an episode or something. Oh, that's not, um, bad. I can deal. So with it's that. not terrible. I actually kind of like IMDB TV. It's a great thing. You just turn on and walk away and just let it be on. Yeah, and bad. and I want to say the seasons are super cheap on like Apple. Too. Yeah, 
you yeah, can that's buy true. For like 10, 10 or fifteen dollars a season. I think they're they've they've missed an opportunity though. You remember that um, pop up video thing that VH1 used to do? And oh, they'd, yeah. they'd show a video and then little boop, boop and it would give like trivia about certain things in the video and stuff. I used to love that. And it was mm-hmm. always for videos you've seen a million times, so it's it's fine to watch it in this way. Sure. And uh, they should let you do that because IMDb is so chock full of trivia. Maybe none of which can be truly confirmed is the problem. This might be why they'll <laughs> never do this because you know it's crowdsourced and everything, or a lot of it oh, is. Yeah. Uh, it would be cool if you could watch something on IMDb TV and turn on a feature that would say "Give me the pop-up video version," and then all through the thing it would go boop. This was. Uh, Max Van Sydow's first time naked, or you know, whatever it is, like just little <laughs> pop-ups. I would, I would watch the hell out of that stuff. That'd be great. I would. Uh, it would be boring for Highlander episodes because I, I go and check things like Wikipedia and IMDb TV and some other things when we're when we're covering an episode just to see if there's anything I haven't known. Yeah. And I'm I'm lucky if I find one thing on an episode of Highlander. <laughs> That's funny how that works out. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for enduring it. Um, you probably yeah, heard, heard a lot of those before. Uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do now. Thursdays are uh, two guests come on the show on Thursdays. Early on, we got a little bit of the old Red Fraggle, a.k.a. Amy Robinson. She's going to be joining us, and we're going to be doing this. Yes, that's right. It's time for Read This with Amy. Amy, welcome back to the show. Hi. How are you? Oh, that's right. You're in the car today. How's that going? Uh-oh. Oh, oh I don't hear her very well. You're probably doing it. Are you doing it over the speaker speaker thing or the car thing? Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Ooh, that's a rough one. That usually depends on the car I've learned. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not. Well, we're going kind of fast, so there's a lot of road noise. Is that uh, better? That's way better. Yeah. There okay. we go. Entirely cool. better. Yeah, I just. Took it off of the speaker part. Yep, you're all good on. now. Put, put, put the phone up to my face. Yeah, like a, like good old, old school. Yep, good old fashioned. Somebody somewhere's going to drive past you and go, "Get off your phone!" They're going to say. But, but <laughs> well, they, thankfully, I am not driving, so yeah, I oh, can okay, yell good. that at my husband, and I'll just ignore them. Well, so, we're we're cool. we're looking at a uh, some time where you've got some you know you got some stuff to do during this time slot, but we really appreciate you doing this with us anyway, and it's very mm-hmm. nice of you to continue uh, doing it despite that. So thank you. For oh, that. it's my pleasure. I have so much fun coming on with you guys. I did want to I did want to bring up one thing, one mm-hmm. little point to, of clarification from last week's show. Mm. Um, I went back and I listened to it, and I realized it may have sounded to a listener like like we were saying that it was part of the tripod network that you guys were talking about right i was not i mean i you know i did make like little bumpers and sound clips for you and for len and and brian and whatnot but that was just because i was an enthusiastic fan i was (laughs) i was not actually a podcaster in that period of time but but, i just wanted to just want to clarify yeah and you were you were you were doing stuff with like vo and some other you know stuff like that and so you were perfect for it at the time so yeah i guess we didn't make it that very clear uh but yes she was the voice she's often the voice of it okay that's what that's what we should have said the voice of the pod the pod track network yeah that was a that was a long ass time ago. Anyway, all right. Uh, it really was. Let's get to, really to this week's book. Um, you sent me pre sent me some stuff on this. Do you want me to play the clip and then we'll discuss, or how you want to do it? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Play the clip and then we can talk about it after. All right. Here you go. I'm an author, often an author of fiction. I write for children and for adults. For about thirty years, I have been earning my living through my words, mostly by making things up and writing them down. 
It is obviously in my interest for people to read, for them to read fiction, for libraries and librarians to exist and help foster a love of reading and places in which reading can occur. So I'm biased as a writer. But I am much, much more biased as a reader. Okay, that's just a taste of the silky smooth tones of Neil Gaiman. Right. Uh, what's the book and why, why should we listen to this? Because I'm already interested just in that tiny clip. But why is this so great? Mm-hmm. He's so good. So, yeah, this book is called Art Matters by Neil Gaiman, and it's illustrated by Chris Riddell. So and the, the subtitle is Because Your Imagination Can Change the World. So I figured, oh, this is going to be, you know, this is just going to speak to Scott. for sure and and probably several of of the listeners as well it's it's a little bitty book it's it's great for just casual pick it up read a thing it's mostly like short little essays that are illustrated by chris chris riddell and the illustrations are fantastic they're like just little sketchy pencil drawings but they're they're just really they're 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 those kind of drawings that do a lot with a very little you yeah, know? if you if you haven't heard of Chris Riddell's work, his notable stuff, things like the Edge Chronicles, uh, late '90s uh, children's book, which he co-wrote with Paul Stewart and did all the illustrations on there, amazing stuff. Like award-winning illustrator guy, um, very unique style. He he's very cool. Seems like a great combo to have those two working together. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And like I say, this is a this is a small little book. I mean, this is something you could give to. Um, you know, I mean, not a kid Van's age, but like, you know, a kid that's that's starting to read, you know, and starting to maybe get in, interested in, in making art. This mm. would be something that could like inspire them and um, say, hey, you know, you, you can make something simple. Um, the, the One of the first pages is the world always seems brighter when you've just made something that wasn't there before. Oh, wow. I like it. And I... I can't disagree with that at all. And, you know, and so it's, it's just great. There's like five or six short little essays in here. Um, you know, so, I mean, you can read the whole thing in 20 minutes and, uh, but it's just good for just, you know, sitting and wanting to, wanting to quickly be inspired. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I just, I love it. And of course I love everything Neil Gaiman does, but, uh yeah, I just that it, it felt like I was like, you know, I'm going on vacation, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give an easy book this week that oh, seems a like one. a vacation itself. No, this is like <laughs> I love books like this, especially you know, like I love Stephen King's On Writing. I think it was called. Um, mm-hmm. I loved that. It was super inspirational. Even if you're not, the plan isn't to write. If it's some other ve- venue of creativity or whatever, it's art or you know, drawing, whatever, painting. Both, I, I found that book to be inspirational, just like on a ton of levels. Um, I imagine for authors even more so, they would be super inspired by it. But that's what I see this as. It's like one of those one of those books to get from one of the greats. And why not? This guy, I don't know how he does it. He somehow definitely makes children content, adult content, everything in between, scary stuff, inspirational stuff. Uh, his interpretation of Norse, the Norse God stuff is amazing. I love that oh, yeah. book. Love that book. Oh, it was so good. What was that just that was just called? What was that called? Um, uh, uh, the, well, there was North Norse mythology. That might and then, have been you it. know, before that was American gods. I think it may have just been North mythology is the name of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the one where he basically did interpretations of uh 
big stuff in in Norse Norse mythology. So he Norse would, mythology. Yeah, that's hard to say. It. I keep wanting to say North mythology. North mythology. <laughs> yeah, North mythology. <laughs> yeah. It would be that the movie North was any good, and it wasn't. That's mythology. About that. <laughs> Um, no, this is great. I would, uh, I'm going to totally get this. In fact, I'm already getting it. I'm clicking it now. I'm, I'm hitting yeah. buy now. So that's, that you shows. You definitely should. Cause it's not, it's not a big commitment. It's something you can thumb through and just get, you know, entertained and, and inspired by, you know, both Neil Gaiman and Chris, Chris Riddell at the same time. So it's, it's fantastic. Very nice. Uh, very, very cool. And you guys are on vacation. Is that what's going on? You guys are partying. We are going on vacation. We are, this is our first like real vacation vacation since before the Panini. Yeah. The Panini. Um, We haven't had one since the Panini started either. This later this fall (laughs) will be our big post Panini uh, thing that we're still sort of working on what it's going to be. But yeah, if, if the panini could just keep to itself and quit mutating, uh, that'd be great. Because right now things are looking pretty good. So, uh, although I don't know if anyone heard, but Justin Robert Young may, may have gotten COVID like while he was, <laughs> why the symptoms started sitting in while he was on the show on Tuesday. So I was like, dude, how did you catch COVID doing a podcast? Yeah, that was weird. He he started getting a sore throat that morning. Didn't think much of it. Uh, got felt worse throughout the day that day. Did great on the show, but then later did a test. Came back positive, and he was just raving on. Unfortunately, in a room full of people <laughs> for, for uh, their night attack stuff, uh, or great Aww. night, I guess they call it. They they uh, he was just talking about how he avoided this this bullet. You know, like oh yeah, I'm never gonna get it. Well, he got it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, he should have should have kept your mouth shut there. That's Drake. right. And I hope the rest <laughs> of that room you didn't get it. The demon. <laughs> Yep. Tempted fate one too many times. Yep. Once, exactly. One too many. Well, here's hoping that, that he has as good a luck with it as I did. Because, you know, I had it back in December. I never had any symptoms. And, and I just, you know, I had to take a test to go on this trip. And, I, you know, it was negative. So, um, and that was just this morning. Yeah. So, well, that's all. Yay, oh, that was today. COVID okay. free and I never had any symptoms. So, woo. Oh, you're, I'm, I'm glad you didn't have symptoms because I did and they were awful. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I I knew a lot of people who did and I just, yeah, it was scary. And like some of the potential long-term damage was also just really frightening. So, Sorry, yeah. a, little, a little boy walked in and sat on my lap and he's he's being very embarrassed right now. Are you okay, buddy? You Aww. Like that? Is that hi, a light? Van. That's a light up there. What's up, Van? Do you say, say hi, everybody. What? what say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cute! Oh, don't touch that. It's hot. It's very hot. I got a little floor heater thing. I don't know why he wandered in here. I think the door. I left the door open, <laughs> and this is like a hazard room. Everything in here could burn him. Okay, there he goes. Oh no! <laughs> I thought I had seen him, and then he went behind you, and yeah. I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm seeing things. And there's a ghost in the room. <laughs> Well, and I was going to say something, but I wasn't sure. And then he popped up over your other shoulder. It's like, oh, okay. They did, I did see Van. Yeah, there is a small, <laughs> there is a small human in this room, but I didn't see him until I, I don't know, I turned around and there's suddenly there's a little kid here. So I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> if I had a pushed back on this thing, oh, we'd be oh. having a very different conversation. Anyway, uh, well, there you go, Amy. I hope you have a wonderful trip and uh, party hardy. So and, yeah, and we'll I do shall. And I will see you guys in April at CMS Vegas. Yeah. Very excited to Cannot see you there. Cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Hugs all around for all of us vaxxed ass mother effers. All right. I don't know what I'm That's saying. That's right. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well done, Amy. It's always good to talk to her. We're going to dive into some news here. Hey, check it out. The news today brought to you by new, sorry, free company, meaning that's what they call guilds in Final Fantasy, by the way. Free company mm-hmm. Juice Couture, or Juicy, is what they uh, usually refer to themselves. It's a social-focused, LGBT plus friendly group on the fairy server looking, is it fairy? Fairy, yeah. Server yeah. looking for uh, uh, people to join, chat, quest, run roulettes, or admire everyone's uh, recent glams. Their latest glams. Yeah, that's right. The language of Final Fantasy is slightly different than World of Warcraft, everybody. Uh, visitors are always welcome in our house. In the mists, uh, in the mists or on the company Discord to hang out, ask questions about the game, and apply. Uh, if you enjoy swapping rum balls, recipes, cheesy puns, and critiquing dyes for your favorite velour sweatsuits, uh, as much as you do MSQ, just search Juicy Couture uh, on the Lodestone and come on by. Thanks to Mari and Junato, Junito, Juanito, Juanito, Juanito. That's nailed the name. It. Yep. The first time, too. Didn't screw it up at all. Just Absolutely. totally nailed it and moved on with my life. <laughs> uh, all right. Here is some fun. Uh, here's some fun news for you today. Survey shows. Survey shows. Uh, one in eight people suffer from anxiety from low phone batteries. Do you, is this you? Do you feel weird when your battery going? I am not one of those people. Um, I'm not either. But I also never leave my house, so charging my phone is not an issue. Uh, yeah. But I've never, I've never had trouble with low battery anxiety. I don't, I don't know why. I don't ever have a low battery. I feel like I, I'm really good about putting it on the charger at night, and I don't use it so much in the day that it's gone ever. So I always yeah. have. I'm usually like, I have like maybe. 40 to 50% battery life at the end of the day. Like I, I mean, use my phone I, a fair amount. Yeah. But. I just run it till the phone says it's at like 15% or lower and then I'll plug it in. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Is that what the whole yeah. deal is you get better battery life over, over the long haul. If you charge, you don't charge past 80 and you charge in the twenties or something. Yeah. Yeah. They say 20 to 80. Yeah. I, you know, I just, when it gets to, down below 15, I plug it in. But like I say, I never, never leave my house for more than an hour or two at a time so charging it's not a problem i used to work with a guy who had this low battery anxiety to the point where his phone was constantly plugged in yeah yeah all the time at work yeah and he would unplug it and walk away and then plug it in somewhere else i'm like dude you what's the point of having the phone if you're just gonna have it plugged in all the time just get a desk phone i don't want to throw anyone under the bus here but a friend of the program john jagger co-host on core he has this thing with gaming specifically in a phone he doesn't like gaming on a phone at all and i used to think oh that's just because microtransactions or the games aren't that good or it's all pay to win or whatever like i was thinking those are his reasons and those are some of his reasons but his main reason is i don't want to worry he doesn't want to worry about battery life all the time and because it's a device he's using for more than just a game right it's different than say a switch or something and so i think he's got a, 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 an adjacent kind of battery anxiety because of what might, gaming yeah. can do to your phone. Yeah, I think that's part. He of doesn't it. have battery anxiety, but he's a carrier. He's a yes, he's a carrier. He can give it to others. That's yes. exactly right. Uh, he's asymptomatic. Yeah. No, he has a few symptoms. I don't know what I'm trying to say. There's nothing medical about this. Don't take our advice. No, no. Uh, let's see. One in eight people, according to this recent survey, two thousand smartphone users. Doesn't seem like a very big sample size, but whatever. 
Uh, six out of ten people said they couldn't cope with being separated from their phones for a day. It's another finding of the study. Additionally, one out of eight people said that a dying phone battery gives them anxiety. Well, I mean, if it's down to, let's say your phone's down to like half a percent and you're trying to finish a call, I get that. Is, sure. that, what, is that what they mean? Or do they mean all day they're worried about the moment they're going to have a low battery? I think they have to be more distinct about that part of the data. But yeah, I'm no expert. So what do I know? Uh, it says here, smartphones offer so much. It's un- uh, unsurprising that uh, we are dependent, making the common complaints around battery life a real issue, says Peter Heerenen. I think I got that right. Hey, hey, Peter? Petri? Petri? Oh. Harainen. Could be Petri. Heyreinen. Heyreinen? See, it's hard, right? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not making this up. Uh, he's Petri Heyreinen. He's with the HMD Global. I said in a statement, the survey was commissioned by HMD Global, uh, home of Nokia phones. Well, that's why his name's weird. Everyone's names are weird over there. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Everyone who lives near what Netherlands, right? Yeah. I think that's right. Anyway. Uh, does it? I thought Microsoft still owned them. Do they not own Nokia now? I can't remember what Microsoft owns anymore. I forget if they let that poop out and sold the, the naming rights or I don't remember what Maybe. happened. Or oh, Finland, and, that's uh, what I meant. Finland. Finland. Yes. Finland. I knew sorry. it wasn't the Netherlands, but I couldn't remember which other Scandinavian country it was. How did I do that? Because Finland, you know Finland because, and the chat room's probably ready for this. Oh, somebody already is. You know what, Shane? I'm not even going to say it. Not going to do it. I'm not bringing up the baby fish heart or any of that. It's not coming. It's not happening. <laughs> you guys know me too well. All right. Um, anyway, there uh, there's ways that we can preserve our battery and offset that angst from using network connections selectively to muting unnecessary sounds and stopping apps from running in the background. These all help with the cause and keep you switched on for longer. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You yeah, know? probably isn't. <laughs> Because you know I these mean, companies, if, they're if starting to app. Honest. Both Apple and Google both have like some of their new feature sets are always like things like um, if you're on too long, yeah. we'll let you know and we'll give you a report every week of your usage, and so you can help curtail how much time you're on your phone. Go out and be in the yard, or you know, like they're weird, like like Nintendo used to do with the Wii. <laughs> they would always yeah. say, "Hey, you've been playing oh. with this for like two hours. You should go outside and do something." It's always weird. Yeah, it's it's like Netflix saying, "Are you still there?" <laughs> or did you fall asleep watching binge watching this show? Those bastards. Like part you're, of that, part of that is them saying, "Hey, maybe you should." You know, you've been binging this for a long time. But also, a, I think a bigger part of it is them going, "This is how we control bandwidth by oh sure turning it off because that's, people just leave it on." You know what I mean? That's one hundred percent what it is. Because I have I have definitely fallen asleep binging you know shows on Netflix or I've done it on YouTube too, mm-hmm. and it just keeps going. You know what I like about HBO Max? They never stop. Uh, nope. if, if that's what I want. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't bother me that much that I have to hit a button once in a while. It's not a big deal. Um, but we like to fall asleep to Seinfeld for some reason in my house. I don't know why. What the deal is there? What's the deal with that? <laughs> and uh, anyway, what net, because now they're over on Netflix. On Hulu, it would just go in perpetuity until we had the thing. We have a, we have a shutdown sequence on the TV to turn off. So mm-hmm. we control that, but when they moved to uh, Netflix, now it does the pop up and say, "Are you still watching?" And then it gets awkward. And where's the remote? And it's like eleven thirty, and you're like, eh, "I'm tired." And yeah, I hate that. It's, these are these are very first world stupid <laughs> problems. Okay, it's true. I realize yeah. that. And any of our Ukrainian listeners, I apologize for being so petty about such a dumb thing. All right, I heard from one yesterday. 
They don't like this to be called an invasion, by the way. This is this is something I learned. And, and okay. this, it's it's one person telling me how a lot of people feel, so I take this for, for as much of the source as I have. I believe him. But he says, yeah, we don't call this an invasion over here. You guys do, but we don't. We call this, it's just war. We just call it war. That's what it is. It's an active war, and now it's an active war, and mm-hmm. it's a war between uh, the country who started it and us, and there there ain't no... There ain't no invasion. Like they, they don't like all these cleaned up terms for, for what sure. what's happening to them. So hopefully he can still get the show and hear this today. And I hope he's okay. Uh, yes, he was. His family was going to somewhere. I don't want to give away his whole story, but they were going to like Romania, I think. Yeah, that's okay. what it was. Because um, I guess a bunch of them. That's where you go is Romania, and so now they're all split up. And I just, I just really felt for this guy. So Ugh. if he hears this. I hope you're doing better. I hope your family's fine, that you're in contact, that you have internet, and that you're nowhere near missiles and bombs. Okay? Yes. Uh, All right. Well, there's that story. How about this story here? We got one about um, Florida man. (laughs) I like when these... It's always good when it starts that way. Yep. And I always like when when a foreign news organization covers Florida stories Mm -hmm. because they always use different terms for things like... I actually (laughs) changed the headline from, from trousers to pants. Because saying trousers just feels wrong over here for some reason. But anyway, Florida man arrested for stealing a crossbow and stuffing it down his pants. Uh, <laughs> Duran, uh, Darren Durant. Oh, man. That's like Duran Duran, kind of. Isn't it? It is. Would, sure, he certainly never heard that joke. <laughs> I'm sure it's never come never. up. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just run by, hey, her name was Rio and she dances on the sand. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty bad. Uh, he was shown on CCTV, which is closed circuit TV. I always want to say closed caption TV, but uh, I would be right either way, I guess. Either and uh, or both. Yeah. Uh, he was at the True Value store, and um, this was on 2nd of February. The 46-year-old man can be seen walking into the shop with a crutch before taking a pair of cutting tools and removing the security tag on a Raven Rio crossbow. That must be a brand. Don't know. Gotta be. Yeah. Raven Raven Rio? I would say Raven. Raven's, Raven seems like it's correct. There's just no E there. So it's R-A-V-I-N. Yeah, probably still Raven. It's them being cute. They're trying to be cute there with their name. Either that um, or it's somebody's last name. Could be. He was seen there shoving the weapon down the front of his pants before walking out, or as they say, trousers. I hate that term. Ugh. Just saying <laughs> it hurts. I love uh, I love the Wallace and Gromit wrong trousers thing, but it's the name is not why. I hate the name. Should, we shouldn't. Call, I have a lot of words like this: gymnasium, trousers, doily, uh, laboratory. Oh my gosh! Back in the day, my like old aunt Phyllis or somebody would be like, "Are you holding it? Do you need to use the laboratory?" Ah! Don't say that what? word. Moist. Uh, how, oh. Moist. Okay. How do you feel about Davenport? I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't even. I've never even heard. I, I don't hear it that often, but I don't like it. I don't like gymnasium at all. I like gym. Gym's fine. Yeah, ejaculate, terrible word. A duvet cover. Duvet, dude. You know what's worse? <laughs> uh, chaise lounge. <laughs> that makes me want to shit a brick, re-eat the brick, and then shit it again. I hate it. Well, but you have you have that next to the Davenport, and you have the duvet laying over the back of one of them. Yeah, that's true. I do wish we called toilets water closets again. That'd be cool. Mm. I don't know if anyone still does that, but I like that. But chaise long. 
Ugh. <laughs> it's just impossible to say without sounding like a uppity French turd monkey. It's just bad. <laughs> uh, Chesterfield, it. too, yeah. Chesterfield? What's a Chesterfield? You have the, you have the Chesterfield uh, and the Davenport in the same room. Oh. Well, then no. I think I think they're just two different terms for the same thing. It's the same so thing? Far, okay. Couch. Okay. Just say couch, you guys. I, I, sofa, something like that. Oh, some words. But Chesterfield, I always think of cigarettes. Chesterfield cigarettes go down smooth nope. or whatever. That's what I always think of. All right. Uh, anyway, so he's got this thing. He jammed it in his pants. And uh, he made it out of the shop. Uh, was arrested a few days later, though, at a nearby store. The arrest warrant has been issued uh, in uh, uh, Brevard County for Durant, who is currently in custody on uh, unrelated burglary charges. Sounds like this maybe this guy's uh, what he does. He steals things. Yeah. I, yeah. What I want to know is how did he get a crossbow in his pants? It's got to be collapsible. Uh, yeah, no, right. Because there's no way that thing unfurled. You're getting it. I agree. There's a photo of this. Hold on. Let's see. I don't think it's video, unfortunately, so I can't quite see how he got it in there. But the security footage... Oh, maybe there is video. Let's see. Oh, there is. There is. Okay. So, chat, we're gonna, we'll play this for you. There's no... I don't think there's audio. And this may not play. Oh, there. Here we go. So, here he comes. He's got a cane. He's looking around. He's wearing a mask. Okay. You got points for wearing a mask. Oh, there he goes. Just jamming it in. And he puts his I mean, coat over the top. Wow. Okay. And then he walks out. It is not the most um, <laughs> clever way to do it. Like, <laughs> it looks I, like he's got a nightmare testicle problem. It's really bad. <laughs> bad. How did he think he was going to... How did he get out of the store like that? I don't I think know. That's a better question. <laughs> that's, what made, that's why I'm amazed. It's because the. it's like, for those at home who can't picture this, try to imagine putting like a ladder in your pants or anything that would just add extreme bulk to your person. It's not simple like small, you know, I don't know. Smuggling a liter of Coke is is fine. You can kind of hide that, you know, sure. half in your crotch, half, half in your shirt, whatever. But an entire crossbow, it's a big thing. It's probably, it's big, I don't know, two and a half feet long and another oh, foot and a half wide or something. Easily. It's a large, bulky, cumbersome thing. He's got it shoved down the front of his, like, it looks like he's wearing sweatpants. So at least he had an elastic band. Yeah. But then he puts his shirt over top of it. I mean, the crutch, I suppose, makes it makes it <laughs> makes him like reshape himself while he's walking. But yeah. holy crap! Yeah. And what if you what if you trigger that thing? What if you know suddenly thunk? It's like the side of your thigh. You get it right in your jugular or whatever your vein is down there. What's your big vein on your leg? What's that called? Femoral femoral artery. Oh my lord! Look at you with the the f- correct answer. That's awesome. Uh, here's the I sound it made. This is the sound of that guy in his car. Here you go. Yep, right into his right into his chode, right into his gnarly chode. All right, well that's that's the end of our news stories for today. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. Yeah, that's right. Returning after a couple of weeks off, she's been traveling. She's doing that again next week. Coming here, <clears throat> I'm excited to see her. But in the meantime, we're gonna bring her back on today and uh, have a little chat. Between now and then, um, oh, you know what? I just realized I didn't do. I didn't pick songs today. So here's what I'll do: mystery day. I'm going to pick a song and you guys won't know what it even is. I'm just going to pick it and then I'm going to play it in post because I don't play it live anyway. And uh, you'll just have to groove on whatever I chose. I'm sure it was really good. It was maybe even a local band again like I did all week or maybe it wasn't. I don't even know until you hear it. It might be an Africa cover. Chat room seems to hope it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. 
but you'll have to listen to find out. When we come back, Wendy will be here. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
pretty clever bird, the parrot. He can actually talk, pronounce words. Of course, he has no idea what the words mean, so we never take him seriously. Unfortunately, that's not true with gossips. They use words just as carelessly as the parrot, but sometimes we take them seriously, and often innocent persons are harmed. threatening me? You're threatening me with pee? This is the Morning Stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back. That song, once again, was a thing I chose and didn't tell you about, and you have no idea what it was until later. All right. We all found out together. Yeah, we all did. You probably don't even still know the name, because I'm not here telling you the name. I don't know. I don't know what I played. I'm sure it was great, though. I have amazing Absolutely. taste in music, so I'm not worried. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right, let's get my sister in here, a trained, licensed therapist who actually knows what she's talking about, and um, see if she's got some thoughts on a certain thing. We were going to do a real doozy today of, a, of an email, like a real rough one, mm-hmm. and then we decided not to. We're going to do something a little lighter today, which will be nice. Okay. So I'm going to play this. Everyone knows it's been- Hey, look who it is. My sister, Wendy, joining us all the way from Minnesota. And uh, I guess you've been traveling and stuff. Where did you even go? I didn't even hear. Where'd I you end went up? to Mexico. What? What? Ooh. What'd you do down there? Myself. Yeah? No, my, you know, my friends from high school, our little gang of oh, ganglings, yeah. gangly gang, uh, that we've, we've been traveling a lot since... I mean, we went, all went to junior high and high school together, so it's been a long. You guys go all the time, like well, I mean, the pandemic kind of changed. Yeah, some we of that, didn't but. go during those two years. We haven't so this was our first time, like really being back together. So it was so fun. I'll oh, bet it know. was great. Yeah. Did you? So when I went to Mexico, the first thing that happened to us is we walked into that airport and a thousand people tried to sell me things. Did that happen to you? So we went to Cabo, which is like the tip of Baja, you know. Yeah. Just south of. Wherever. And I, I don't know if it's a little different there. I don't know if I have a look of like, don't mess with me or I look poor. I'm not really sure. No, didn't we but determine no this once? You look me. you look like you're you work there. Didn't we determine yeah. this? Yeah. I look like I work everywhere. So, so you so like, you oh, look like yeah, you look like somebody who's supposed to be helping. A white girl with a plan. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> but the line was something else to get through customs. It's kind of I mean, I think as every place is now experiencing the flood of people, I was like in customs for an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, okay, is this worth it? And then I walked outside and it was 75 degrees every day and not a cloud. And I was like, yeah, this is worth it. It yep. is worth 20 hours in line at customs. Totally, yeah. totally worth it. We didn't go to Cabo. We went to, um, what's the other one everyone goes to? Crap. Can't think of it. Cancun. The other one. Cancun. There you go. We went to Cancun. Okay. Really enjoyed it, except. Uh, as you know, I am very white, and um, yeah. I, I was telling hey. this, talking about this with Kim yesterday because she guest hosted. Uh, but anyway, we I, I was in the shade, and I still got sunburned all the time. I never oh, yeah. was in the sun, but I got sunburned. It was the worst. Speaking of which, uh, by the way, Travis is here. Uh, Brian is out. He's in uh, Disneyland this week. So Travis, Wendy, oh, Wendy, hi, Travis. Travis. Yeah. Hello. I don't think you were here on a Thursday last time you did this, Travis. So it's been a bit. No, no, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. So, you know, Travis is here for also your hard homework type questions that you ask us every week, Wendy. So, okay. Uh, Are you yeah. ready, Travis? Travis is ready. Oh, uh, you're ready. I've only Brian known... just giggles at me and laughs off whatever I say. Yeah. So you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. It'll be easy. Um, all right. Well, let's get to it, actually. 
so uh, as I was saying before, we <laughs> sent Wendy a real doozy, and then we thought, you know what? Let's go a little lighter this week. Um, see if yeah, we can't it was uh, do that. I need to still recover from Paradise. So yeah, <laughs> I feel you. By, by the way, uh, Steph was it last week? Yeah, Steph. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. She was amazing. She was great. I really, know, really awesome. liked having her on. So I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, I created her in Real Step, so you guys should join. Yeah. I, I made millions named Stephanie who are amazing. <laughs> she Frankenstein yeah. out of the out of parts Fantastic. of. Are there other? No, did you take th- three people and make one new person out of her, like some kind of <laughs> Frankenstein monster? No, no, okay. no, she's just rad. So That's thank you good. for having her on. That was really cool. She did really well. She didn't even seem nervous to me. She just was ready to rock. So there That's you go. Awesome. Uh, let's get to this email. This is one you received, and it says, "Hey guys, could you help me understand why I binge eat junk food only at night? I will naturally eat healthily, healthily and in moderation during the day, but in the evenings I am ravenous and end up staying up very late digesting it all, and or having terrible heartburn and disrupted sleep. It is a cycle I would like to change. Help! Uh, this is from someone calling themselves Snacks After Eight. Um, uh, this rang for me because this was me until I started not doing this and we'll get into what I did until I didn't. Okay. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. I'd like to know what you would uh, do here for snacks. Well, after eight. I mean, in my true form, I'm going to ask both of you if you have this problem. So mm-hmm. let's start Travis. Travis. Hi, I don't know you at all. Tell me about your <laughs> eating. Patterns <laughs> I I have tons of terrible eating habits uh, that all started from my high school days when I was an athlete. Mm. So yeah. I could, I had you know I had the metabolism of a methed out hummingbird, and <laughs> I ran five to ten miles every day because I was a distance runner. Yeah, okay, that's good. So I developed all sorts of horrible food habits, and I'm slowly trying to break them, uh, and it's it doesn't work. And one of them is eating snacks late, uh, and I don't I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. This is this why. this All is right, a good to know. this is a very yeah, similar I, problem that I, I have, except it didn't start because I was an athlete in high school. But go <laughs> ahead, Wendy, continue on. Okay, so how about you, Scott? You said you had this. Well, all right. So, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I was all the way up to my I don't know late twenties. Even I had the metabolism of a hummingbird. I was I was fine all the time. I could eat a whole pizza and not even think about it. Yep. Um, but then this weird thing happened where. Well, not weird thing. The thing oh, it starts age? to, yeah, it starts yeah. to catch up to you. I'm getting old. And then in your 30s, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm putting on weight, probably could, whatever. And I got better and more moderate with the way I ate. Uh, didn't really have an issue. Then come the early, or let's, let's say the early 04, 05, 2000s. And I start to just get weird stomach issues that would only seem to be helped if I just ate a whole lot less. And also, if I was in like anxious situations or any kind of anxiety, my natural inclination was not to eat. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feed the anxiety with food. I would do the opposite. I would just like not eat. So there was a time there where I got real skinny, too skinny, um, and that would that kind of happened all the way up till like I'd say 2015 or so. I was still that skinny, um, and then uh, something changed in 2015, 2016. I started to, it flipped the other direction, stress and anxiety and just like, you know, whatever, whatever that stuff was or however it manifest was making, I would start to get really hungry and I stopped having like stomach issues of any kind, which was one of the big blockers to stop me from doing it. It felt like, like a natural way to say, Hey, you know, if you do this, you're going to wreck yourself tonight. Um, 
and it's I stopped having those problems. So now I've got this thing where I was like, oh, I'll just eat. I'll eat my stress away. And it just like mm-hmm. almost feels like overnight. It wasn't, but it felt like overnight where I would uh, I was now eating for stress instead of avoiding food for stress. And that has continued pretty that continued pretty consistently up to about 2019 uh, when I got that borderline diabetic uh, diagnosis from the doctor. And they were like, yeah, you got to cut back. You're, you're not in like danger zone, but you got to cut back. So since then, I have done that. And one of the things I committed to do then, and I've stuck to it amazingly, with very few exceptions, uh, is I don't eat anything past 7 p.m. at night. And it was really hard at first. But that was my bad zone, like where I snacked and ate things I shouldn't. And we're like, oh, let's get a pizza or, you know, whatever temptations there are. They always seem to happen at night. And so if I, you know, even if it was a big meal at 630 or 6, uh, I would still just be like, that's it for tonight. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. And no longer, no more heartburn, no more food related wake up in the night stuff. Uh, that just went away almost overnight because I gave myself this room and I also don't eat till 11 every day or till the show's over basically. And then I go, you know, get lunch or whatever. And so it's like intermittent fasting without actually trying to, without actually kind of calling it that. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And my doctor recommended this also, by the way, I should mention this is not just me having ideas. They were like, yeah, try not to eat after seven Mm -hmm. and try to, you know, start later in the day. And also don't start with carbs, start with proteins and, you know, morning's the worst time for carbs because, you know, that just turns to straight sugar, goes straight to your gut, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, there was all of that. And since I started much more hardcore adhering to this, I don't know, I lost 14, 15 pounds again. I'm not, I'm not exactly where I still want to be. Um, but, but, it, but I still have this thing, Wendy, where I'm like, oh, I could go, I could kill a hoagie right now. Just, mer. Just could destroy it, and if things get stressful, at like 8 it's like, p.m. Yeah, well, it's you like, oh yeah, for sure. I still feel the cravings at night, and when things are in particular stressfulness, pandemic things, or like the uh, the night, for example, the night we heard or the day we heard that Russia was invading uh, the Ukraine or Ukraine, rather. I'm one of those people who has to quit saying "the" in front of it. Um, they that night, I was like, I could kill four pizzas in a in a and a cheesesteak. I mean, I could just do it and it'd be the yep. worst thing for me. And, th- and this stuff, what it used to make me do is it used to make me feel kind of sick. So I couldn't eat this kind of stress. Mm. Now I go like, Oh, I got to eat. So I don't know what chemical change flipped, what switch flipped in me or what happened, but that's my history with it. And, and I hate how tempting a bag of Doritos is or an Oreo sleeve, or I hate that. I look at those things and go, Oh, yeah, and, let's do that. And that's the one is it's not some Doritos. It's the bag of Doritos. Yeah, not, that's I'm going to have some Girl Scout cookies. No, I'm going to have a sleeve of Thin Mints. Yeah, no, uh, that's exactly right. Like that's the it's it's a I, I hate to say, you know, everyone says moderation in all things. Easy to say when you're feeling very moderate. Yep. But, but when you just have it and it's there and you're just yeah, grabbing yeah. it and boom, boom, boom. Like, what do you even do? So I, I feel like a, mm. somebody, I feel like everybody can relate to this a little bit unless you're just perfect totally. at all your self-control and then good for you, I guess. But but then you yeah. have some other problems going on. Yeah. There's, that's not real. Yeah. Uh, I'm All of my real steps, people in the house are like, God and Travis need real steps. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, That's the whole thing, right? That's the whole thing is nutrition and mental stuff. And yeah, yeah. and it's all mental. Like the, 
and and the the starting point is that you guys have a list of forbidden foods. You just listed them all. You just mm-hmm. listed all your temptations. And okay, so let, let me actually answer the email question before I get into some of that, which is why would somebody crave food late at night? Now, obviously, if you are working an eight to five job, I'm kind of talking about folks in that category. There's going to be people who work, you know, night shift and then it's or whatever, some other shift that me- means that's dinner or whatever. Okay. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. It's not the time to be eating. You're about to, you know, you're going to sleep in a couple hours and you're being disturbed. Like you don't feel good. We're not 16 year old track stars anymore. So you are going to have the effects from it, but you do it anyway. So, I mean, you're probably familiar with some, you know, Anabuse is the name of it. It was a drug. I don't know if they use it very much anymore, but alcoholics, if they, if, you would drink Anabuse before or take Anabuse and then you would drink, you would become very, very ill. Oh. And the idea is that you're you're using, you know, operant conditioning basically mm-hmm. so that when you taste, drink alcohol, it's now associated with being violently ill and that would stop you. Mm. Um, and I'm sure that's worked for many people. You could do that with a lot of things like, you know take you to your favorite restaurant and put a giant cockroach on your plate. You might not want to eat there again, right? Like you can, <laughs> you can solve lots of things you don't want to do by associating it with something really negative or disgusting or painful. Do you right? think it's easier so, to do that when you were a kid? Cause like, I remember, uh, I couldn't eat Cheetos for about 20 years after I had a, uh, ate too many Cheetos and then barfed on the couch after jumping around with friends or something. And I remember thinking, well, I'll never eat another Cheeto again. And it was actually really hard. So I feel like that stuff gets burned into you when you're younger much easier as oh, very as, a, as a stop yeah. sign. Because when you're older, you don't know what, it, what right. happened. You can't remember. Right. You're like, did I, what What did I, I sat wrong and now my neck feels broken? You know, like <laughs> stuff like that. So tell me. Yeah. And so it's harder to make that direct connection. But, you know, your brain's pretty good at like, hey, what's bad for me? Uh, I'm not going to do that. But if it's too much time between doing a thing that feels awesome and a bad outcome, the brain's like, I don't know, you're you're laying here in the middle of the night awake, worrying about your future and your stomach hurts. I don't know what that's from. Uh, But when you were eating that, you know, six slice of pizza last night, that felt great. So it's just too far apart Mm -hmm. uh, to have sort of that natural consequence. Okay. But if we look at like, why do it? Um, so you've, you've pointed out a couple of things. We eat because dopamine floods our brain. We get a 50% increase when we eat something yummy. And most foods you guys listed mm-hmm. has been prepared, chemically enhanced, sugar added or whatever to hit all the right sort of buttons in order to give you a dopamine rush. So mm-hmm. it tastes great, feels awesome for a half minute. And you know, it's sort of nutrition, nutritionally not super dense. So you're not actually getting, your brain is getting the message like, oh, awesome, mm-hmm. all the calories are coming, we're going to live. Yeah. And then you get something that's just like cheese and it's like, well, I kind of need more than cheese. <laughs> so you might eat more, et cetera, et cetera. So part of it is, you know, how the brain is interacting with your food system and your life, right? So take your morning. So this person said specifically, like, I feel like I make yummy, good food choices in the day. And it's kind of moderate. Like I'm not craving anything. I just feel normal. Right. 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 So then what, so I want, I want you two to guess, what do you think happens? Why at 8 PM, 9 PM, 
would any modern, let's say American, any modern American want to shove food in their mouth? Oh, geez. Is it because they're hungry? Boredom. Boredom. Um, Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's the boredom thing never worked for me. I'm never bored. I'm never bored. I haven't been bored since I was a little kid. And I hate that. I hate that I'm never bored because I know we've talked about this before. Boredom is good for you sometimes. It gives you room to think and create and whatever. I, I have too many things going on, so I've ruined my sense of boredom. But so for me, I'm, I'm just trying to relate it to why I would be that way. It's clearly not because my body needs it, right? So, mm-hmm. so I'm going to, I'll answer your question by saying, um, actually, for me, it might be this. I, dr- I kind of dread sleep right now. I don't sleep mm-hmm. great. I have a lot of weird dreams and they wake me up. And I don't know why yet. I don't know what that's about, but it's been going on for a couple of months where it's just every night is dream filled, sleepless, weird thing happened to the dream, wake up with a start, can't go back to bed, heart's beating too fast. Okay, finally I can sleep again. Oh, great. It's seven o'clock. I got to get up like that kind of thing. Mm. And I don't know what that's about, but whatever that is, I feel like at night I'm like, oh, sleep. I don't want to get rid. I don't want to do this tonight. And I, I think that's thinking about that makes me want to do whatever stress copers I have. Yeah. At the end of my day, because the end of my day represents, well, I I have to enter, you know, nightmare zone again. Yeah. I think that's it for me. I could be wrong. Okay. How about you, Travis? What gets you eating a bag of Doritos at 9 p.m.? Uh, usually because I'm, uh, it's just an association. I'm sitting watching something or I've gotten a little bit better at late night snacking because I'm usually, uh, in the middle of recording a show or a stream and I don't want to be crunching Doritos doing that. But I think it's a lot of it is boredom and just association with like, I'm sitting down watching a movie, watching a TV show. That's what I did growing up. And again, I was so in such calorie debt, uh, for most of my teenage years that I needed all that food. Yeah, totally. Okay, so you there's two things you said there that I, I think are are probably really common and people are going to be like, calorie debt? There's no way I'm in calorie debt. But hmm. they are, at, you, you might be in nutrition debt. Uh. Um, and so, <clears throat> because notice what we usually reach for. No one's just like, I will make myself steak and potatoes at 10 p.m. You know, or my, my vegan soup that I love so much. You know, it's oh, going yeah. to be. It's going to be quick, yeah. fast acting, you know, the, the carbohydrates that give you the hit. And, yep. and so you're, you're actually craving energy, mm-hmm. right? That's ultimately what you're, you're asking for is I need some energy. Mm-hmm. And often, I mean, think of, think of, and everyone's done this, right? You're really tired. You should just go to bed, but you happen to open up Instagram or Twitter, or you happen to just like turn on something, some show and you are now awake again, mm-hmm. right? That can yep. happen just being awake. Like you can cycle in and out and like, oh, now I'm awake. You know, it doesn't always require, uh, you know, screens necessarily, but screens will give you t- dopamine as well, right? So it wakes you back up like, oh, time to be awake again? Okay. So food similarly wakes you back up. Like your body's like, oh, I guess we're not sleeping now. Okay. And we'll just do that thing. But we all do that where we're like, we really should just go lay down. And instead we make another choice that wakes us back up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why we're all sleep deprived. Okay. So Weird. that calorie deficit, I would say maybe a better way to put it is nutrition deficit. So if you are not eating very much in the day and you're just mm-hmm. like living your day and you're busy 
And when you finally slow down and stop, you might actually be hungry. Mm. But you're probably not tuned to is it hunger or not? Because like you said on your second part, it's association, right? So I sit, I pull out popcorn, I eat it, I watch a thing. I sit, I I want something to do with my hands or my, you know, like it's just built in. So Scott, you used to have this habit probably. It's a hand mouth habit Mm. and action. Like I sit here, it's associated back to that association or the um, operant conditioning. You are conditioned to want a thing to eat while you're sitting there, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So when you stop, Scott... And you stopped at 7 p.m. It was very difficult at first, but you, you, I assume, have broken a bunch of associations with eating and what you do past 7 p.m., correct? Right, yeah. So right now, if you, I said, okay, it's 9 p.m., sit on the couch. Yeah. And what is associated with that now to watch a show that used to be associated with food? What do uh, you do now? Uh, now it's me, usually Kim. Kim's usually, like, that, this would be about the time of night where she's watching one of her British dramas or something and i'll sit down and (laughs) i won't call it doom scroll but i'll catch up on like i'm not all that into whatever she's watching so i'll just be there to kind of be with her and then i'll check email and see if there's been any you know recent anything and check all my stuff for work things and you know stuff i probably don't need to be doing but i do fill that time with with stuff that's probably not conducive to me going to bed later (laughs) yeah it's also dopamine, right? Yeah. It just isn't going to give you heartburn, but it. So we're all you know, dopamine yeah. addicts is what you're saying. At the yes. end of the day. What I'm saying okay. is that. All right. right. And, and typically when other things are required of us, like getting work done or having meetings or, you know, whatever, getting a kid out of, off to school in the morning, I think. And people can be different. They can have, you know, most people, though, it's fatigue that creates the cravings for something. Mm-hmm. Right. It's rarely that it is, um, you know, like you wake up full of energy and you're like, you know what I need? I need 20 popsicles, Mm -hmm. but maybe, Mm -hmm. but, but you're going to get your energy from the things you're getting. You've, you've rested. So in theory you have energy. So your body's doing all sorts of different things here and we're just pretty unconscious of them. Um, and so my advice to this person would be, and this is what's tricky is that I'm very anti-diet. No diets ever mm. again. Everyone, stop. Stop, 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 stop dieting. Yes. Stop I... Throw your scales away <laughs> and learn how your body works. So we talk a lot about this in Real Steps of, of Intuitive Eating. And there's a book that we all read together. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at the name of the authors. I forget. It's Roche, Evelyn. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's that Intuitive name. Eating. And the idea, oops, I dropped my phone. The, the idea is that you get better at understanding your cues. Are you hungry mm. or are you tired? Are mm. you bored? And then you you sort of find the activity to do that thing. This isn't about don't eat your favorite foods. Mm-hmm. In fact, most people probably need to eat more. Yeah. More full whole foods, more stuff that just gives them the right nutrients and vitamins and you know, they'll crave less things later if they have if they've eaten a yep. you know, decent sized lunch or whatever. Sure. Um and dinner. And so, and drinking plenty of water, like all the good stuff we know psychologically is good for us. If we did those things, then we'd have less of the sort of craving late at night for something else. The tricky part is how does anybody know this? And that's, that's what we always are trying to get at is, so say your family 
And this person did, doesn't give us any drama. No. I wish they would have thrown in some drama. Like, well, <laughs> I was never allowed to, I had to clean my plate at dinner or yeah, yeah. I was never allowed to have dessert or something. And then you'd be like, oh, okay. So maybe there's more going on where it's like, this is how I express my freedom as an adult. I can do what I want at night. Mm. Or maybe you have little kids and when they're finally in bed, you're like, finally, I could just be free, you know, and then habits form. And suddenly you're like, why do I do this all the time? We had it's such, because there's reasons. We had such stereotypic upbringing. Mom always used that. Uh, people are starving in China thing. She always used that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. that was I a classic. That. It was a classic, yeah. but it was also so stereo. Like everybody said that, or at least everybody on TV said it. So I always was like, mom, you gotta have, you gotta come up with one of your own. Like, um, there's a, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what else you would say to get a kid. Maybe to she it. couldn't have thought of it either. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe that's why people fall on that one, but yeah. Well, and that's, that's one thing that we like to explore. I'm sorry. This sounds like a real steps commercial, but we like to explore is that, uh, like what's your family of origin talk around food mm. and, um, what it means. And so, um, like, it could mean something to you. Like popcorn in a movie might feel like just a treat you've forgotten, but you were never allowed to get popcorn as a kid. So now you're going to, Yeah. or you were essentially, um, you know, like things were controlled and you had no control of something. And so you controlled the food or it could be even, you know, just as simple as I'm tired. I don't quite know how to, manage my sleep and my time. And so I've got to stay up or I'm working too much or whatever. And so you're just fueling a lifestyle that is, you know, works because you're 25, but eventually, you know, sort of catches up to you. So, so kind of this more gentle approach of like, just understanding why you have hangups about certain things or where they come from and they get to be even positive. Right. So we do this thing where we, we eat, our favorite treat very mindfully. And mine was, I don't know if you could guess Scott, but it's red vines. Oh, a shock. <laughs> I can't believe it's red vines. What a shock. I know. Can you this. believe <laughs> like I, I go to Mexico with all my friends and guess what one brought all this red, all these red vines. She's like, I knew it was your favorite. I'm like, okay, I was kind of hoping not to eat that while I was here, but okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the other but, problem is we have friends who enable us by sending. I remember, totally. Well, we have somebody in the chat room. I don't know if she's in here today, but she, uh, whenever, whatever chance she used to get, she'd send me lemon heads or lemon pez. Or lemon, oh, whatever. Lemon heads. Oh, they're so good. And I love lemon anything. This is before all the sugar cut out, but uh, it wasn't doing me any favors. <laughs> <to get those. laughs> right. Right. And take that for example. That's love, right? My friend brought the licorice because she loves me. She sends this to you because she knows you love them. And it's a way to like, so, so that family, that connection, that, you know, breaking bread together is such a huge part of being human and yeah important but it gets a little weird sometimes and it has maybe not having that or or it does help fill some of the emptiness right mm-hmm. so yeah. dopamine does a lot of things and that's one of them and food in particular is filling yourself with something um when maybe you need love or connection and it's really hard to tell the difference you may even know the difference but you don't know how to get the other so the food is is sort of really appealing so anyway we did this thing where you eat Something very mindfully. I think we did it on the show once. Do you remember this? When I had you guys eat a banana? Oh, yeah. We had to eat it all yeah. slow. And yeah, that was a slow and think about where it came day. from yeah. and, you know, the love that <laughs> went into making that banana or whatever. Anyway, um, we did this. We did this with treats, like your favorite treat. And yeah. I did it with red licorice 
with red vines. Mm-hmm. And she asked if there's any meaning with the food. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's like every road trip. It's every fun family trip to some random cabin or mm-hmm. camping. Or it just had so, it's so associated with fun and relaxation and family. Yeah. That's why I love it. But then when I eat it and I eat it slowly and I'm trying to decide what it tastes like. Do you guys know what it tastes like? I mean, I don't even know what to compare it to. I know it if I taste it. Yeah, it's not great. Classic with a little bit of an aftertaste of maybe what licorice that's red could. I don't know. If you really slow down, there's nothing about that that you would choose to want to eat, right? Yeah, it's not great. But here's the thing about it. It's still my favorite. It still represents all those loving feelings. But having done that and having really noticed that the flavor isn't fantastic and eating too much of it actually makes me feel eat. Feel, mm-hmm. feel ill, mm-hmm. then I can now eat a couple pieces of red licorice and I'm done. I don't mm-hmm. eat a whole bucket anymore. I've cured myself with real steps. <laughs> like I didn't even mean to. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's because you you start to like just bring some awareness to your relationship with food. So that's what I would suggest to this emailer is really pay attention to one day. Like why is this happening? What's happening in that, you know, are you feeling sad, alone, bored? Is it associated to the activities you participate in the evening? Um, you know, what is going on? And like, just be aware of it before you try to change anything. Don't change anything. Just notice um, for a couple of days, just see what happens. And in the morning, you're like, yeah, I don't feel hungry at all. Well, it's because you had a cheeseburger at 9 p.m. the night before. That's why. Um, but, you know, just notice, 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 see how how you're feeling and notice the voices. We all have sort of associated inner critics or voices if we have damage around food and our bodies. So, right. you know, mm-hmm. if I'm a bad person because I eat this thing and you hear a voice, you have to hear it though. You have to stop and really listen. Like, did a voice in your head just say you're lazy, you're gross, what's wrong with you? You know, was there criticism happening as you're eating? And you got to get curious about that. What's that from? And maybe get some help to deal with that because now take any person who has nothing in their head and then while they're eating, just tell them they're disgusting. What are they going to do? It's going to mess with them, right? So if that is happening, maybe it happened because you were, when you were a child or maybe it happened, you know, maybe Travis, you were like, you know, your metabolism confused you and you thought this is how life would always be. (laughs) And so- as soon as you eat crappy or gain a little weight or don't feel good, maybe there's instantly a voice that's just like, dude, you're mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And maybe it wasn't a person in your life going, Travis, you know, so you so it's all varied for everybody. Everyone's got their own different relationship with this here, but it's it's complicated. So maybe compassion is our number one ingredient here. It's just like, hey, there's reasons we're doing all the things we're doing. Some of it is that, you know, they put something in it to make you crave it fortnightly. But also, <laughs> I mean, there maybe is that. <laughs> that, but maybe there's also just association or, you know, I need a little joy in my life or, you know, and if you can acknowledge some of those things, maybe you drink more water and eat a bigger dinner and you go, oh yeah, I'm not as hungry. Mm. Or maybe you say, all right, I'm going to try the Scott thing and not eat it after seven for a week and just be really curious. Like what happens to me? Yeah. And then- Eat a little more in the day because your body does need food. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's about flexibility and openness and sort of curiosity to see, like, what is really happening with you. Not go on a diet, use all your willpower up, and tell yourself yeah. you're an idiot and weigh yourself every day. That's the 
it's really the opposite. It is, right? Because nope, none of those, work. the whole reason that's such a booming business, I mean, there's a oh, lot of yeah. reasons why people get in there, but part of the reason it's a booming business is because like a lot of products, there's none of them are really perfect. You just jump around until you think you found the one you like, but really you're just in the churn. You're in the, you're part of the product testing. I don't know. It's a never felt. Well, right and every single diet will work because you will change. You will eat less. Yeah. Every yeah. single diet. Cause you'd suddenly put me on the Mediterranean diet, which is the healthiest version of any kind of, and it's just, we just call eat, it a diet, but just really, eat right. it's just, yeah, just it'll, eat it'll right. be an eat, you know? That's what I, that um, always makes me laugh is those ones that actually have something to them like that. I always yeah. laugh because I'm like, well, that's not going to last as a business model because people eventually can figure out, oh, I just go to the grocery store and buy the stuff to eat that's better for me and that's it and I'm done. Like, Well, <laughs> and it depends on where you live. It's And we have to call it a diet in America because we don't have access to that good fish and we don't have access to the, you know, some of the stuff. And so then it is something you can sell products for, right? Or whatever. But anyway, you take anything like that. And at first, as you use your willpower, which will last, you know, 30 something days, maybe, um, then of course you're going to lose weight because you're doing, you're eating less, you're doing all sorts of different things, but mm -hmm. can you sustain that? And the answer is no. The yeah. only sustainable thing that gets you out of the churn is to learn to trust yourself and trust your own body and listen to it and, you know, adjust things. And because if you think of it like the yo-yo of the dieting is you're all in and then you crash yeah. and you gain 30 pounds past where you started. And so people are getting heavier and heavier and heavier. I mean, you look at the evidence, it's definitely not working. Mm. Um, but, but it really what I'm the most interested in, I don't care so much about the, the food and that stuff. I'm more interested in what happens between your ears. Mm. What are you saying? How, how do you believe, mm. you know, when, when you're there's, you know, the supermodels in the world, that's our ideal. And they can barely eat an apple a day. Like, how it that what you know like it's insanity what we are all exposing ourselves to and thinking is who we should be and really so that stuff in between your head obviously is has so much power every single bit of food in front of you is neutral you have made a story about each one someone has made you know a story about each one sure right um, because if you could eat a little handful of those Doritos and feel satisfied and enjoy the taste and really taste them. There is nothing bad just happened. Nothing. Well, right? here's, here's the fun bit. So I got right here. Uh, so it's funny you bring up Doritos. I have a bag of salsa verde flavored burrito, burritos. Doritos here. Burrito Doritos. Burrito Doritos. And as you can hear, we're down to the final, I don't know, 15% of this bag. Okay. Um, I normally, like if I took a handful of these, put them in a little bowl or whatever, called that a serving, had it with lunch or something. Great. No big deal. It's not a problem. Whatever. The problem is when I bring a bag and he leave it here. Yep. And before I know it, I just don't think it's right that I ate all of these. <laughs> you know, even if it spread it way out, even if it was over a week's period, it's still a bag of these that I ate. Like I pushed this much Dorito through my body and that's dumb. It's so dumb. And why? Because I I associate Doritos in a lot of ways to my youth and and good things happening yeah. as much as you do with red vines. To me, Doritos are it. Even mom's weird salad she used to make with Doritos in it. Like, mm -hmm. I associate that with, like, Powell and fun with the family and road trips and all that stuff you mentioned earlier. That's Doritos for me. And, you know, even though you smell like 12-year-old 12, 12 boy feet when you eat them, I love them. 
I love them, and I shouldn't love them. In fact, you know what? I'm going to do a hard thing right now. Final 15 percent. Oh, wait, stop. Before you do that, I'm I want you away. to take one out. Okay, all right. Take one out. Okay, I'm pulling one out. I can't see you, so everyone oh. tell me if he's doing this. He's I'm, doing I it. promise I'm doing it. Yes. I promise. All right, I want you to take one out, and I want you to, I want you to smell it. Jeez. All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to send you video. This won't be hard. Okay. Um, there, you should okay, see me. I can see you now. Okay, so here I am. All right, Here's so I want you there. I can see you. Okay. Okay. So I want you to smell it. Just okay. like, puff it a little bit. What does it okay. smell like? It smells. I mean, it smells like somebody's old, some kid's socks and gym. Okay. okay. Now if I want I, you to think about how it was made. Uh, they, Okay. I don't actually know, but I bet it was a whole ton of corn all mushed into a paste and then flattened out and then banged out in little pieces by a giant robot machine that then pooped them out into what looks like triangles and covered in preservatives on its way out the door. I I, I assume, you know, the the ingredients are here. It's not like it's, let's see here. There's, uh, hold on, corn, vegetable oil. Uh, and then a bunch of names I don't want to read because they scare me. A bunch of words. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So I want you to think about Mary Beth, who works in the factory that makes these. I don't know. She's she she runs something. She does a thing. Just okay. like appreciate. Let's just take a second. Like, oh man, there are people bringing me this. All right. So cool. Mary Beth in the in the big Frito or who makes these? Who's is Frito Lay? Is it? I don't know who makes these. I don't know who the company is anymore. Anyway, just pretend she has a livable wage and things are going well. Yeah, she's going all right. Yeah, she's wearing some kind of hairnet. She's got some, she got a mask on because of the, she didn't want chip dust in her lungs, all that stuff. And Mary Beth's working hard. Halloween sweaters when it's around Halloween. That's Mary Beth. Totally. We love her. She's great. Just appreciate her for a second. She'll be the one that brings the cake or the donuts or the bagels in for the birthday they're having that Totally. I love Mary Beth. Yeah. All right. So now what I want you to do is close your eyes. Okay, closed. And I want you be, don't do anything until I finish my sentence. I want you to put it in your mouth and let it just sort of sit there. Okay, hold on. For so, about thirty seconds. Don't swallow. Stop uh, yourself from swallowing. It doesn't have chewing. to be the just, whole chip. Just a, a no, piece. No, no, no. Okay. Just a piece. Yeah. All right, so it's comfortable. Okay, go ahead. Don't do it. Don't swallow. Just let it sit on your tongue. I just want no. you to notice, like, mm. what it tastes like. What does it do? Does it kind of get squishy and melt around? Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's doing all that. Okay, so just resist the urge to to swallow it. Okay, just not even chewing it. Can I chew it? You can chew a little. Okay. Should I do it on a microphone? Because people like it when yeah. people eat on mics. People love that sound. Yeah. Yeah. ASMR Dorito from Mary Beth. Okay. All right. Now you can swallow it. Okay. Now open your eyes. Okay. So what what was that like to taste it like that? weirdly unsatisfying. <laughs> right. Like, right. Because one of the powers of it is the crunch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good mm-hmm. point. And no one wants a soggy Dorito. And the hustle. Yeah. So I want you to think about your great, 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 great grandparents mm. and how they had to survive. Okay. So when they could get food that had, was calorically dense or full of energy or, you know, specifically yeah. sweet things. So let's take a blueberry bush, right? Yeah. And you're, you're, you're pretty dang white. So they were probably north of uh, the Arctic line or something. So it was rare, uh-huh. rare to see a blueberry bush. Yeah. So they would see a blueberry bush. Now imagine you're not going to see another one probably. So what would you do? <laughs> 
Um, you would work it, right? Yeah, we you would, would take as many as you could. Yeah, we get as many as we could. This is our last chance for the that for those rare berries up here in the Arctic line. Exactly. Yeah. And then what else would you be doing? You would be looking for the Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> or or some kind of animal that might be coming after you. So you need to have your eyes darting around while you are shoving food in your mouth. Yeah, because there's a survival mechanism there about yeah. I need it first before. So guess what we're good yeah. at? Mm. Shoving food in our mouth while we are distracted. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what we just did with the Dorito was just slowed down one of your favorite foods. Yeah. Thought about Mary Beth for a second. Tasted the the slime that it actually is. <laughs> And and so right now, do you want to eat the rest of the bag? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm being honest, by the way. Nobody at home should assume I'm a plant for this or whatever. I really don't want the rest of that. Yeah. And here's the thing. And then another day you might want some too. That's fine. There is nothing wrong with your Doritos. Mm. And this is not about the food is good or bad. It's about you. you actually choose one or you choose to scarf something down while you're distracted. Like choosing what you eat. Versus absent-mindedly doing that. Like, those are the different behaviors. Yeah. And one just takes some effort in the moment. And so, you know, maybe so, you pick one meal or one bite where you just go, let me think about Mary Beth. <laughs> well, there's so much yeah. like, um, what's the way of putting this? There's there's so much of our human evolution that is designed or tweaked by years and years, thousands of years, hundreds of millions of years, whatever, of... Yeah survival instinct based behavior. And that's so built into our monkey brains now that we, Mm -hmm. we now live in a time where we have figured out more than ever a way to make sure as many people as possible can eat. We we can do better, but you know what I mean? Like there's there people starve less now than they've ever starved in the history of the planet. Um, again, I'm not diminishing those who still do. I know they exist. I'm not just want to make that clear before my email box yeah. fills up and it's stupid. Right. Um, yeah. But my point is like, now that we figured that out, I have access to all the good foods I, I could eat and access to all the junk food I'd want. Like, it's not a problem anymore of me having to look for that saber tooth tiger is about to eat my face. Mm-hmm. I can just eat. Why is it that we can't flip that some of that stuff back quicker? I guess that's the way evolution works and the timeline's different. Right. I mean, you know, when sliced bread was invented, it's not long ago. No. What I mean is like, this is so recent in terms of evolution that it, there's a reason none of us can handle it. (laughs) Right. I mean, take cell phones as a dopamine delivery system. I mean, that is 12 years old, 15 years old. Mm -hmm. That's like nothing. Yeah. Right. And so it, yeah, we're not going to flip any switches. Uh, so don't worry about that. It'll be thousands of years from now. Okay. Um, but also, like, this is where hacking your brain a little bit can come in handy. So we also have this front part of our brain that developed afterwards, yeah. which is like, hey, let's think this through. If I do this or this, you know. And so it isn't that. And, and the truth is, we have studies on willpower. And this is what we know. People who seem to have the most willpower seem the most disciplined are no different from anyone else. Mm. The only difference is they don't have as many of the temptations in front of them. They don't put the bag of chips on their desk. Mm -hmm. That's the difference right there. They just don't require, because guess what our brains also do? They're like, scan the scene. Where are the sources of food and enjoyment and sex and water? You know, whatever it is to keep us alive. That's what it's built to do. So you put 
your favorite, you know, bucket of red licorice on my desk. <laughs> Every minute I have to decide whether I'm going to follow my absolute biological impulse to get those in my body <laughs> or not, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's a brain hacking really. And obviously mindfulness eating or mindfulness meditation is a ultimately a brain hack. Mm. It's to, to calm the monkey mind. It's to sort of allow you to be present and not be darting around in your head all the time. Like we are built to do. And so you know, there's there's other ways to do this besides getting a scale and buying a new program. And oh man, the money that we could all save if we just ate intuitively. Yeah. <laughs> be, but I mean, no one wants that, right? Nobody. I mean, Doritos does a bunch of things to get you to eat them. Yeah. Like if they just handed out those soggy little slabs, you wouldn't be eating them. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I wouldn't. And now I don't think I want them anymore. Um, I don't know. I do love the description. It smells like, you know, a they middle reek. school locker room. They reek. They're like corn nuts. They're <laughs> the worst. They stink. Corn nuts is another good example of this. Like I could kill a bag of corn nuts. Yeah. But what am crunch, I, dude. What am I freaking yep. eating there? Like what a night. I'm, I'm, I'm recklessly putting my teeth in danger every time I do it. <laughs> uh, you see, you smell like a gym sock. You, you, okay. you know. So tell me this. What's your, what is a good memory around corn nuts? High school, hanging out with my friends, driving downtown, screwing around, totally. freedom, yeah, yep. freedom, like yeah. no worries, right? Yeah. And you, you can get a new tooth. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, there have been times. Well, I learned this recently. Like, I I shouldn't eat anything that's you know, like fruit snacks are bad for me. Why? Because I have a couple yeah. of crowns that will pop out when I eat gooey things. Yeah. So I'm supposed to just avoid those. And okay. the only crown that never comes out is my gold one. As you know, gold stays forever and never has problems. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, we were meant to have gold in their mouth. It's crazy. They should have just, our evolution should be, we just grow golden teeth. That'd be amazing. But <laughs> get well, on that. Yeah, I'll get right on that. But the, uh, I ate some, some fruit snacks cause Van was over and they looked good. And I was like, well, I'll just eat this fruit snack. Boop. Out came a, out came a crown. Oh my God. And I knew that was a risk. And I knew that it would, that this would very like, not just maybe happen likely. Cause that one crown's always just barely hanging on the way that it had to be made. It was just the best they could do. And I always know this and most anything else I eat is going to be fine. But anything like that or a dot, I mean, dots are just asking for your whole face to pop out. They're the worst. Yeah, dot is, that is the uh, dentist lobby that got dots out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then I had to go all the way to the dentist, get an appointment, spend a few days in pain because I didn't have it fixed, went in, do the whole schmear. Uh, they want to put it on without any deadening. That's a giant anxiety of mine. It hurt like hell. Had to listen to the dentist tell me about his kid in his damn soccer tournament. Like all that. All for one dot. All for one which, one stupid fruit snack. And it wasn't worth it. Go fruit snack. So think about it. One fruit snack with my grandson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is the point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not close enough. If you had to immediately, you know, like every time you ate a fruit snack, someone punched you hard in the face, you wouldn't be eating a fruit snack. Like it's just that there's too much good associated with food and and my po- I postulate that making food and food experiences lovely and healthy and warm and safe and good and like family dinners and you know like really enjoying your food is the antidote to all this it's not eating less it's not eating less junk food it's having all sorts of good things surrounding it right like you could eat a fruit snack cuz you're with van you wouldn't have done that 
otherwise. No, I didn't want him. I wouldn't even have thought about him. Wouldn't have even been a right. thing. You're totally right. So this is, you know, you've been talking for years about mindfulness and eating mindfulness and all that, but maybe this is the first time it's actually sinking in for me a little more. Like at least because the association part of it. Eat. Yeah, you made me do it. Yeah, for some reason the banana the banana worked, but then I forgot. Now the Dorito did it. Yeah, just and imagine if you ate just one bite mindfully every day might remind you. So I don't know if you've seen this, but it's in I want to say Canada. Oh shoot, I think it's Canada. There is a cool like big old black screen on the street, Mm. and you you look at it for a minute, and then it turns on and it's scanning your skeleton. Mm. So you're just like moving and all these people stop and are playing and dancing and seeing their skeletons. And then all of a sudden a car comes through and crashes into you and your bodies fly and all the brain um, bones break. Wow. And and it's like, Oh, they're not messing around. But what they're doing is say, and it was, it's a don't jaywalk thing. (laughs) Like don't jaywalk. It's not worth it. So they're showing you like in your la di da life and playing around and looking at your phone and then they shock you into this is what could happen, right? Because humans don't learn quickly. No, we don't no. learn. We do, but we don't. Um, it has to be fairly immediate. And it has to be, everyone's a little different, but usually visually, right? Um, or experientially. So you just tasted a soggy Dorito and you had a shift. And that's kind of the power of, you know, doing something differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, try eating more emailer in the morning and, you know, Go on a walk in the evening and stop and ask yourself why you're feeling certain ways. See if that association, it just needs to be broken. We we can break associations. Um, but of course, have your snack foods when you want your snack foods. Mm-hmm. But if this is really problematic in your life, there is things you can do to shift and change. And as everyone gets older, all the things that used to work stop working. So mm-hmm. at some point, everyone will face this, you know? Yeah, you're all headed there, whether you like it or not. Yeah, Some of you out there right now are going, I'm fine. I'm as skinny as a rail, big muscled man, and I'm running 10 miles a day, and I just ate a whole pizza in this conversation. It'll catch up to you. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Because we were you. Travis and I were you. We were skinny dudes. But like the, it didn't matter what we ate. We could eat a, a metal... Uh, box and we'd then we'd be we might go burp okay well i'm fine now like it wouldn't we didn't care yep. it doesn't matter yeah it all changes and then when you start mat you know when you start having your food and your intake directed by your emotional state oh man so, so i guess what i'm saying is pay attention now and don't eat metal boxes all right That's just enjoy right. the corn nuts while yeah enjoy the corn nuts while you got them but don't don't think that corn nut is your friend your corn nut is never your friend it's your dark, dark enemy. Uh, well, Wendy, it's always a pleasure to hang out and talk. Uh, realstops.org is a place people can go sign up and become a part of this cool program if you want to. Uh, if it yes. sounds like it might be for you, go check it out. And uh, anything else you want to mention or talk about? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, good to be back. Yeah, and it is good. Next be, week. You'll be here. Next week I'll be traveling on Thursday, so I got to bail on that. But the week after, I'm I'm there. You're in. The oh, live. I didn't realize you were here that long. I guess you're you got other family to see and stuff too as well. Yeah, yeah. we'll be there on Thursday. That's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And all the kids and everybody. It's like the yeah, everybody. Train. Do you want to take a few of them? Just like I might. Yeah, we might do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I love I love hanging around my nephews and my niece. They're pretty great. Um, all right. Well, that's perfect. Uh, I look forward to seeing you then. Hopefully it won't be too weird with that thing we're doing with mom and all that, but it should be fine. And, uh, 
Yeah, I might eat Doritos. Yeah, we'll we'll report on it, let you know if it was any good and whether it drove us to eat red vines and Doritos. Uh, Wendy, have a fantastic rest of your week and we'll see you soon. All right, bye. Bye now. I'm going to turn my video off in two places here. There we go. All righty. We have gotten to the part of the show where we're about done. I do want to remind folks at home, though, if you enjoyed today's program, it might be because of the good graces of our patrons, because if they don't exist, we don't exist. And I mean that. It's how we pay the bills. Uh, We subsist upon your good graces. So please head on over to patreon.com slash TMS and uh, sign up today. There's plenty of reasons to do it. Just go read about them and you'll find out for yourself at patreon.com slash TMS. You get an ad-free experience, everyday bonus content, and weekly bonus shows. Except for this week because Brian's out of town. So there's that. Uh, but we did do a play date to make up for it last week, plus a regular PM. Anyway, long and the short of it, uh, it's a great way to support your show that you love so much. I want to thank Kristen Nicola, Stephen R. Smetzer, and Bendik Wilhelmsen, all being great uh, patrons of the show. Be like them. Sign up today. Patreon.com slash TMS. Oh, man, Travis, it's great having you on, dude. I'm really glad you were able to be here today. Uh, why don't you tell the fine folks at home some of the stuff you're doing and they can check out. Uh, yeah, so I have a couple of podcasts I do. Uh, one is called Wait You Haven't Seen, uh, and it's a movie discussion where somebody is watching a movie for the very first time. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I record that Sunday nights. Um, you can get that at tvstravis.com. Uh, we mentioned the Highlander show earlier. I do that with Audie Norman, also a fellow member of the Tadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, we do that. Uh, that comes out on Thursdays at anchor.fm slash Let's Watch Highlander. And I'm also co-host now of a horror movie podcast called Gore. Oh, this I heard own. about this. I'm excited about this show. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked Wicked Kitten. Uh Monica hosts it. And uh there's us, the Dreadlord and Phelan, and we uh we talk uh horror movies. In fact, we're recording tonight. Uh we're gonna be talking about Leprechaun. That's gonna be out in a couple of weeks. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So that's been that's been a lot of fun. I've seen some horror movies that I, I had not seen before that I was very impressed with and some that are yeah, Boy, pretty rough. Yeah, I watched it's, that new. Uh, um, uh, well, two things. One, I should say this: I watched that new um, Chainsaw Ma- Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. The new one. Mm-hmm. There are some gnarly scenes in that thing. Holy Moses! That's Whatever. one thing I wanted to say. So you'll probably cover that on Gore at some point. The other thing I was going to say oh, is um, uh, now I forgot. It was really good. What was it? <laughs> I totally had a cool thing to say. I was going to bring it up. Now I can't remember it. Can't remember. I don't remember. Why don't I remember? It doesn't matter. The important thing is Gore is a show, and you can listen to it. And, and horror movies are great. So go do that. What was I going to say? Absolutely. It's going to kill me that I remember this after the show. I really and had that cool- one. You can oh, you'll you'll remember it this afternoon, and I'll get a text from you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, that one is at Anchor.fm/slash/Gore Podcast. Gore Podcast. Go check it out. Yes, Core is on tonight, and I I understand that Wicked Kitten got our name from or got the name for Gore from Core. She told me that <laughs> the other day, so I'm going to believe it, and uh, I sanction her her use of the of the spinoff name because Gore is its own word. You know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be tied mm-hmm. to anything, so it's great. Uh, yeah, Core tonight. Uh, don't forget to check that out. We got a lot to talk about, including I ended up getting Elden Ring after all. Uh, I installed it last night. I've not played it yet. I plan on getting some time in before tonight. Everyone knows my adversarial relationship with most Souls-likes. So if you want to hear what I think about that, and also the uh, the venerable John and Bo have been playing it a ton, so they'll have a lot to say about it. 
Uh, plus all the stories and news and stuff happening this week in gaming. So check it out. That's tonight at uh, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time right here at twitch.tv slash frogpants. For everything else, frogpants.com slash TMS. The morning stream at gmail.com is our email address. Keep those emails coming in. Now we'll get out of here with a song. Again, I don't know what it is. It'll just play. I don't know what we'll it is, man. Out. I feel bad because uh, I didn't plan on this, but it's okay. There'll be, a, there'll be a song. You'll love it. That's all that matters in the end of the day. Or maybe you won't love it. I don't know. Send me your emails and let me know what you think. And Travis, once again, thanks for hanging out with me today. Dude, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Super fun. Uh, stick around, chat. We're going to do your titles in a minute and uh, hang them around for a little post-show action. So uh, don't go anywhere. Here's your song. We'll see you guys on Monday. Brian will be back. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs>